reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for Welcome to Pocket Giants. We got ourselves a player profile and projections today. We got this is the second to last one, Danny. Today we got Lorenzo Carter and Nick Gates. Nick Gates, a guy who's forced himself onto this list. So I'm Bobby Skinner coming to you here with Danny King. Hey, Danny King, how do you feel about these guys and how are you just feeling in general? How are you doing today? I'm feeling very good today, Bobby Skinner, and I'm also very excited to talk about Nick Gates, who came on from really out of nowhere this season, and to talk about Lorenzo Carter, because I'm a big fan of Lorenzo Carter, and I expect big things from him this year. Before we get to Lorenzo Carter, Danny King, I think we might have stumbled into a great idea of always referring to each other by our first and last name and just get those names in. Like, who is this Bobby Skinner and Danny King guys? Um, So Danny King, let's actually, we're not going to do that. That's that Which, this sounds this sounds gonna, like robots. We sound like we never like, talk to each other. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Danny King, co-host of the show Talking <laughs> Giants. Let's get in to Mr. Lorenzo Carter. We will call him by his first and last name, or we'll just call him Zoe. Lorenzo Carter, 6'5", 250, third-round pick out of Georgia last year. He's 23 years old. And I tell you what, Danny, he kind of moved himself into the Giants' uh, like fold of things. I know he's only like counted as starting two games, but he was uh, a much bigger part of this team than than that shows. Um, I think he's really, I think he ha- on this defense he has the highest ceiling and not the lowest floor. I think there's just a lot of room for like, what are we going to get out of this guy? Because you know he did have the four sacks last year and then the combined forty three tackles, seven tackles for a loss, ten QB hits, which is pretty good for a guy who played the amount of snaps he did. But I think we're expecting a lot out of him. And I, I tell you what, I am kind of worried that he might not meet those expectations. I know he never had like this, like the wowing numbers of Georgia, although they asked him to do a lot of more things than just pass rush. And there's, you know, a lot of guys out there to shine through, but I think nonetheless, he's, I think he's going to be really like one of the most important guys for this defense. I think him and Jabril Peppers are like, like for the, this defense to be good. I think it's really, lies on those two on these two guys because I think we know what we're gonna get out of the D line, Dexter Lawrence and the linebackers and and the corners are are I guess DeAndre Baker, you could say like we don't know like he he could be like really boomer, but he could have a great rookie season or he could have a poor rookie season. And I don't think either one would like, you know, say who he is. But nonetheless my point is I think Lorenzo Carter is extremely important for this defense, Danny. Yeah, Lorenzo Carter, I, when he, he made his name last year on special teams and he worked his way up to finally get in some starts, especially at the he, – he earned his time for playing defense, and I'm with you. He's one of our most important defensive players, and it's only his second season uh, because, as we've said multiple times, this defense is still very much a question mark in general, and we need Lorenzo Carter to be good at getting pass rushes. He had some pass 
atrocious last year. He meant QB hits. He also got to be good in the coverage game as well. So Lorenzo Carter, he, I'm with you. I think he has a very high ceiling, but he also he could be. It maybe would just been hope that he could be as good, but I mean, some people make the joke that he's like Michael Strahan because he has that that gap in between his teeth. So, uh, Lorenzo, I'm a huge fan of Lorenzo Carter. I've been hyping him up all off season. He, he I really started to love him last year. So, I, I knew him a little bit out of Georgia. Nothing crazy, but I knew, I I knew he was like a, he was very much a force there at Georgia. Nothing crazy, but he still very much helped Georgia win games. So. I'm very excited to see how Lorenzo Carter plays for us this year, and I'm just more intrigued to see how uh, James Beck will use him more. Will he use him more in in the like Russian department, or more in like a coverage department, or will he use a heavy mix of both? I'm very intrigued to see Lorenzo Carter's role this year. Yeah, that's a good point. I think he's going to be more of a defensive end. I really do. Uh, when it's a nickel, you're going to have uh, a mix of Dexter Lawrence, B.J. Hill, um, and then Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, so. But I think when they do bring like a safety down or, or put both middle linebackers in the A gaps, I do think Lorenzo Carter will be uh, you know thrown back in coverage because I mean look at the other guys, O'Shane Zimenez is more of a pass rush specialist, Marcus Golden is a pass rush specialist, and Creed Martin is just not great at either. So like yeah, like he's not like a pass rush specialist, but he's not a pass uh, he's not a, a pass uh, a pass coverage specialist either. So I think Lorenzo Carter will be used to pop out more than that. But I think it's pretty safe to say his role on this team, for the most part, is going to be getting to the QB and containing the edge of the run game. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Because, uh, as you said, our jo- we do have guys that can rush a passer, but from what we've seen in the preseason so far, besides that Bengals game, there really hasn't been much of a rush. Even against some second-string guys, the Giants' defense really was, again, in a, a very good pass rush. And so we're going to need him to call having quarterback. Our defense, like especially the past few years, their a pass rush has been non-existent. Like quarterbacks have had all the time in the world to deliver passes, and that's what cost us some games last year. They caused no issues for the quarterback, and they had all the time in the world to make good throws. So, Lorenzo Carter needs to be a, a factor in this pass rushing game, and yeah, I his role will mainly be trying to get at the passer. So, yeah, he, he's just Lorenzo Carter is someone that. Like everyone wants to see succeed because he's just a fun guy. Like during the halftime show of the Bengals game, they had him mic'd up. He's just a fun guy to be around. It seems like he he brings like fun to the locker room. So I'm just really hoping Lorenzo Carter doesn't let anyone down. I mean, he also has high expectations for himself. So he, he's just so important to this defense this year. Yeah, and he came to camp bulked up. He looks a little bigger. Um, I think he's going to be really good against the in the run game. Um, you know, he's shown that in his career. Uh, you know, his young career, but he's shown it. I think for this Giants defense to be successful, I think Lorenzo Carter needs to be the sack leader. Not B.J. Hill, not Dexter Lawrence, not not Marcus Gold. Well, if Marcus Golden could rip off 13, then yeah, we're, we're, we're money. But I think Lorenzo Carter should be the sack leader on this team, somewhere around that 9 to 10 range, and then, you know, sprinkle the rest throughout the, uh, the rest of the guys. But, like, I think he needs to be somebody that defenses have to game plan on the defense, because then... You can't double Dexter Lawrence and B.J. Hill as much. Uh, then, you know, our middle linebackers who aren't great, it gives them easier ways to, you know, to fill holes behind the defensive tackles. I just think, like, for a guy that plays on the edge, I think he has, like, his responsibility. Because a lot of times we see guys just like, all right, you go on the edge and, and you do your thing. But I think him being successful, like, changes the way this defense can play. 
Like if, if defenses are game planning for Lorenzo Carter, it changes everything for me. Whereas if defenses are game planning for Dexter Lawrence, it's kind of like, okay, double him, play regular football, uh, you know, for the rest of the team. Um, where Lorenzo Carter is, is has to be a game changer, then you have to, you know, chip with running backs and can't get them out of the backfield. I just think Lorenzo Carter has the potential to be that guy, but it's also like we got to see it, Lorenzo Carter. We haven't seen anything great from preseason, although there's been some like, you know, give me a half more second and, you know, the starters haven't played a whole ton. So he hasn't played bad in preseason, but he also hasn't wowed. But nonetheless, like, I think he's huge for this defense. No, he is huge. I'm with you 100%. That he needs to be someone that defense needs to worry about because if they're only worrying about Dexter Lawrence, then that's a problem because that means they can stop these guys basically one-on-one. So our pass rush, a pass rush is important for every team, but the Giants need a pass rush because our secondary is still very much a question mark. Real Peppers hasn't looked amazing yet. Antoine Buffea, I mean, he's there. He hasn't done anything outrageous yet. Our line backers as you said nothing impressed so our pass rush needs to be the lifeblood of this defense and they need to help everyone else out because they have not done that the past few years and yeah if they're not double teaming Dexter Lawrence I guarantee you Dexter Lawrence will 100% get at the quarterback and cause havoc he'll be a force in the run game if they can not BJ Hill also needs Lorenzo Carr to do good so he can get to the quarterback as well so many guys just need Lorenzo Carr to succeed and if he doesn't do well then as you said this is all going to go downhill because Basically, they've been game planning for Dexter Lawrence all preseason. They stopped him, and the defense really hasn't done much to that point. And as you said, they haven't played much, but still, like we should have seen something by the third preseason game. And they, while they were a little bit better, it wasn't anything out, outstanding, and they still had that question mark around them that I didn't want to have leave in the third preseason game. What do you see the Rizzo Carter sack being sack number being at? His sack. All right, so we had four last year. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna be optimistic. It's gonna be it's gonna be higher than that. I'm gonna say six and a six and a half, seven sacks. That's my range for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight. I guess that's being optimistic, but nonetheless, I uh, I like what I've seen out of him so far out of uh, camp um, in the preseason. I know the numbers haven't really like added up in the preseason, but nonetheless, he's kind of been a force. He flies around the field. Even uh, Baldy did uh, like uh, highlighted like his effort and, and getting getting to a guy downfield on the offensive side of the field. So Lorenzo Carter is going to be huge for this team. So let's take a quick break and get on to Nick Gates. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Nick Gates for the second time because Skype screwed our audio. Screw you, Skype. I hate you, Skype. We're going to be changing over. You're going to make us talk about the backup offensive lineman twice. You couldn't have made us do, like, Saquon Barkley twice. You're going to make us do Nick Gates, the the ugly old Nick Gates. Although (laughs) I love Nick Gates, but the man is ugly, Danny. Um, this we we made fun. Of, we talked about his facial hair. We talked about like if he should shave it or not. This is hundred percent what we deserve for making fun of him. He probably like saw it and called heard it. Just called Skype was like, yo, delete their audio. And they just made fun of me. Yeah. So now I'm gonna. I'm just. This is whole ten minutes is gonna be me roasting Nick Gates. All right, <laughs> Nick Gates. Nick Gates was not on this list for player profile projections when we started camp, Danny. But he's forced his way on here. This was supposed to be Chad Wheeler. Yet it is Nick Gates. Nick Gates is going into his second year. He's an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska. He's 6'5", 300 pounds, 23 years old. And the guy has impressed me, Danny. 
Uh, you know, obviously the starters are the starters, but I've been watching for Nick Gates all preseason. You had him as a player to watch, and that really caught my interest. And he's been really good. He's moved himself uh, above Chad Wheeler. He's a guy who can play every position. He played left tackle in the first two preseason games, was at guard with the Bengals. And I'm pretty sure he could play center. But nonetheless, like I, I really like Nick Gates, and obviously I'll explain why. But, Danny, what are your overall thoughts on, on ugly Nick Gates? <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know Nick Gates was on the roster this year. I, mean, I, I actually no, that's that's incorrect. I didn't even know Nick Gates was on this roster last year. When I saw he's been on this, had the NFL in two years. I'm like, oh, was he signed this year? And they're like, no, he's on draft free agent in 2018. I'm like, what? And I mean, he's just another guy. You add him to the list of Tate Davis and Grant Haley that been so far decent undrafted free agent signings of last year he when he was at left tackle in that first game he he did not have a good game he had a f- multiple penalties and i was like man this guy's not that good and that's maybe think all right because it wasn't his natural position so i wanted to see how he would adjust in the second game and that's why i made him a player to watch and uh he played phenomenally he really settled down at left tackle and as the coaches coaches see him playing they could he could play guard center and tackle so he's gonna be on this roster and he can be placed anywhere. I just repeated myself twice. But he's such a team guy that he could probably he will play anywhere if injuries happen. Yeah, I think he's he's solidified himself as a swing guy. I think he'll be the first guard off the bench, and he'll be the first tackle off the bench. Obviously, I'm a lot more comfortable with him at guard because one is just an easier position to play. But like he's got a mean streak to him, Danny. Like if someone like ducks their head against Nick Gates, he dumps him. Every single time. And when he's at guard and he doesn't have anybody to block and pass pro against a three- or four-man rush, he's finding somebody's ribs and he's smacking into them. He finishes blocks. We saw he pancaked the dude and then went and recovered a fumble 10 yards in the backfield. So, like, he's a complete effort guy, and he does really well with it. Uh, he had, against the Bears, he did give up a sack. Uh, but for the, the for the majority of that game, he played really well and held his own against that Bears defense, let alone, you know, it's backups. But nonetheless, like, he did a really good job, and he was more impressive. He's been more impressive than Spencer Pulley, honestly. That's the clip that I posted as he was busy holding someone down, got a good block. Uh, I forgot exactly who the quarterback was. I think it actually was Jones. The ball was on the ground, and all of a sudden, Nick Gates, the only offensive lineman, might I add, next to Evan Brown, that actually made a hustle at the ball. Chad Slade and whoever the other guy was, they just looked at the ball. He booked it to the ball, and he beat out some fast guys as well. Now, you can argue that it's because it got kicked away. That's why he got it. But still, not many offensive linemen, if they're on the other side of the field, could could have gotten that ball. And Nick Gates showed the hustle to get there. That really impressed me about Nick Gates. He just... He's just so he's impressed me. He he's been one of the standout guys of the preseason, and while he's not going to get a, a starting job, he, uh, he's going to be recognized by the coaches' staffs, and he'll be earning a roster spot on this team. So, as you said, I believe he's going to be the swing guy. He's going to be the first tackle in if injuries happen. So, I'm really happy that we were able to get Nick Gates. Yeah, it's really surprising the the fall from actually not fall from grace because Chad Wheeler sucked. But Chad Wheeler was like set. Like people thought he was going to battle with Mike Remmers, and now he might be not even on the team. Although I, although I do believe he will be on the team because he's really, he's really the only guy that has experience at tackle um, in the NFL on the roster on the backups. So obviously, Big George is out there, and we expect him. I don't know what we expect out of him honestly because of the concussion. Hopefully, we get to see him against the Patriots. But uh, 
Like I said, and people have criticized Nick Gates when I was, I was giving him some praise, like, oh, well, he's got uh, short arms. I think short arms, and this is for all offensive linemen, are one of the most over or, or alarm, alarm length. Arm length <laughs> is one of the most overrated traits to have in, a, in an offensive lineman. Like, yeah, it's better to have long arms, but if you're using your hands correctly, if you're pulling them back in after punches and, and not just like, like holding them out stiff, it's, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Like when a, a defensive end is going to rip at your shoulder and you, you smack it away, I don't think it really matters what your arm length is. Yeah, like when you're locked in and whatnot. But if, at that point, if you're moving your feet, you're pretty good. I don't think your arm length makes that much of a difference. So I can't – like I really think arm length is one of those things that people just like – like they want to measure – they don't know how to great, like measure an offensive lineman, so they're just like, up oh, arm length. Um, but, um, be, but I will say if – Will Hernandez or Kevin Zeitler go down? I would be confident. Um, now, if, if Solder Remmers go in, like Nick Gates, I'll be like, like, somewhat like okay. Like I, I like Nick Gates, but if one of the guards goes down, I'm I'm extremely confident in Nick Gates to get the, go in and do the job. Obviously, not as good as those guys, but but just do the job. Yeah, I mean, people complain about Will Hernandez having small hands. I looked at it. Look at Nick. Uh, Will Hernandez, he had a solid year last year, and he had a decent first two preseason games. And obviously, as we know, his third preseason game wasn't special, but that's besides the point. Nick Gates, uh, people just, they they try and, this, as you said, the arm length thing, uh, you being a former offensive lineman yourself, you know best. That I'm not saying you have sm- small arms. That's not what I'm saying here. But you know exactly. Wow, what <laughs> you know exactly what it takes to be an offensive lineman, and you've probably played next to people that don't have the biggest of arm lengths. So you probably see them succeed. So it- I will say, Danny. I, yes, I am six seven, so my arms are long, but they're not. I don't think they're as long as a six seven person is supposed to be. Because I remember, like on the basketball team, there'd be like kids like six two, and we'd reach up, and we'd like pretty much be at the same like height. Um, so I could, I mean, I could still dunk the ball, but it's not as easy if I had like these like seven foot nine Jay Billis wingspan. So like, you know, and by the way, I know this is completely off topic. Like when people say like, if you hold your arms out, um, that's what your height is. It's like, okay, well, how come every single person in the NBA draft has a, uh, a wingspan taller than them? So anyways, that has nothing to do with football. I just wanted to say that. We're just losing our mind here talking about Nick Gates twice, but no, uh, Nick Gates. I, I have all I have confidence in him. If he's in there, I I wouldn't be as scared. Like last year when we put Chad Wheeler in, I still had my doubts. I'm like, yeah, we're replacing our flowers, but we're putting in Chad Wheeler. Like if I see Chad Nick Gates, Wheeler sucked, he just he just wasn't Eric Flowers is what it was. Chad Wheeler a, was a horrible at tackle last year. That's the thing. He wasn't Eric Flowers, so I view him as like a major improvement over Eric Flowers. Right? They he gave up the three sacks to to JJ uh, Watt yeah. in the first Texans games, and we we're like, yeah, baby, not Eric Flowers. <laughs> I think that on top of that, as a one and Eric Flowers, and it was a uh, Eric Flowers not playing. We're like, you know what? It it was his first game playing at right tackle in some time. He had to go up against JJ Watt, and I mean. He, he when he first uh, we're talking about Nick Cage. I'm gonna stop talking about Chad Wheeler since he he's he's gonna be fighting for a roster spot on Thursday if he even plays. But no, Nick Cage, I would feel confident put him out there. While not a left tackle, probably more right tackle because as we said, they told it's way too important to this team. I don't think I'll trust him protecting Eli's blind side yet. But if he was on the right side, I would feel better about that than the left side. Yeah, it, hopefully we don't get to see Nick Gates this year and everyone stays healthy. But if, if somebody goes down, we got a guy who 
can somewhat be trusted. So we got one player profile projection left. And guess who's on that list tomorrow? Eli Manning. And we who's say, the other guy? I think Gray Martin. I don't know. Yay. It doesn't matter. It's just Eli Manning is the one that really yeah, matters. We'll talk about Kareem Martin for like five minutes. and then we'll talk about Eli for like half hour. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, hope you're enjoying these. If you are, leave us a, a review. It helps. Until uh, tomorrow, though, let's go Big Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started